What's up, everybody? Colin Hayes here. I don't care if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever day of the week it is. I hope you're having a great day and a great week, and let's get it started. Make sure to follow us on all social media, at Better You Show. Share this podcast with a friend or a family member, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Remember, you can support Better You for as little as $5 a month. $5 a month in the Patreon link in the description below. All right, on to the episode. And the quote for the episode is this. Thousands of candles can be lighted from a single candle, and the life of that candle will not be shortened. Happiness never decreases by being shared, said by Buddha. Thousands of candles can be lighted from a single candle, and the life of the candle will not be shortened. Happiness never decreases by being shared. So the quote of the episode is about happiness and the topic of this episode has to deal with happiness. And when I came across this topic, I was like, I have to do an episode about this because it is so important to understand and it's so important to get off of it once you realize that you're on it. So the hedonic treadmill is defined as this. It's a metaphor for your set point of happiness. So imagine a line of happiness. That's, that's, your, that's your set point. That's your personal line of happiness. The idea here is that no matter how good or bad something makes you feel, you will eventually return to your original emotional state. I'm gonna say that again because it's important to understand. No matter how good or bad something makes you feel, you will eventually return to your original emotional state. So I'm getting some of these ideas from this article and it's saying this, this article has this study that it talks about. So there was a study that was done that's often used to describe the phenomenon showed that despite their extreme joy in the moment, lottery winners, so lottery winners, if you don't know what that is, lottery winners are people that go and buy a ticket and they win millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Very, very small chance to win, but the lottery winners were no happier than anyone else 18 months later. So a year and a half later, after they won this enormous sum of money, they were no happier than anyone else 18 months later. People also return to this baseline feeling, the feeling of that, that set point of your happiness after a marriage, after buying a new house, after getting a job promotion. We would expect that they would permanently increase our happiness, right? You get married to the love of your life, you would think forever that would increase your happiness. Or you buy that new house, your dream house, you think that would permanently increase your happiness or you get that job promotion. Now you're the manager, or you're the vice president, or you're the president, and you get that huge salary bonus. You would think that that would permanently increase your happiness, but it doesn't. Because what the theory is supporting is basically saying this, money doesn't buy happiness. And I know some people hear that, and they're like, Colin, you're crazy. I would do anything to make a million dollars a year. I would have all this money. But the hedonic treadmill theory supports the saying, Money doesn't buy happiness. Because when you think about it, why is there so many rich people that aren't any more happy than people that are poor? And, and those who have very few material possessions and they also choose to live that simplistic life, sometimes they actually seem happier. Why is that? It is because the people who only have, this is what the theory supports, the hedonic treadmill theory supports is because the people who have only a few possessions are able to cherish what they have rather than take them for granted. So imagine that if you make millions of dollars a year and you're rich, that car or that house, if something happens to it, I'll just buy another one. 
I can just take it for granted because I can just buy another one. I can buy another house. I make that much money to buy that house in eight months. Or I can buy that new car, make that in a month. Or I can do that again because I, can, I make that all this kind of money. But then you have the people who only have a few possessions. They cherish what they have. They cherish what they have. They are thankful for their belongings. And they're constantly not on the chase or on the look to find the next best thing. They're like, hey, look, I don't care what the next best thing is. I am grateful and thankful for what I have. And I want to say this real quick. I'm not saying that everyone that is rich is like this. And I'm not saying that everyone that doesn't have a lot of money is like this. You can be rich and have all this money and you can be thankful for your belongings and you're not looking for that next best thing. And you can have not a lot of money and you could be wanting more and you could be continuing to buy material possessions and you're not happy. I'm not saying that one group is like this and one group is always like that. This is just an example, the theory of the hedonic treadmill. So the idea of the treadmill and the reason I want to talk about it is because when you're on that treadmill, when you're stuck on the path of the hedonic treadmill, you're always running in place. You're constantly running in place. Think of it like a treadmill at the gym. You run five miles. I hate running in the treadmill at the gym, by the way. I hate running. One, it's not the same. It doesn't work the same muscles as actually running outside. And number two, I just hate running in the same place. But with the hedonic treadmill, the reason I want to talk about it is because when you think about that treadmill, you're always in the same place. You're always going. You could put a piece of cake or some ice cream three feet in front of the treadmill and you'll never reach it because the treadmill will never move. You're never going to go forward. So with the hedonic treadmill, the idea is that you will never reach that permanent increase in happiness whenever you're trying to go out there and find that next best thing. Or you, try, you think that that marriage or that house or that car or that promotion is going to make you happier. That's what it's saying. That's what it's supporting. That idea. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just showing you a theory, something I think is interesting just to understand and to grasp so that you can maybe say, I might be on this path or I might be doing this and I maybe need to step off the treadmill. It's just, I'm not saying right or wrong. Just giving you an idea and something to think about. So I'm going to give you an example. This article talks about another example, something, something that I think I love giving examples and anecdotes, but examples just to give, to help you fully grasp the idea. So this is what the article says. Let's say that a new smartphone is coming out. The iPhone, what are they on now? 11? No. They're on the 12, I think. The iPhone 12. The iPhone 12 is coming out. And you just can't wait to have it, right? You're like, I got to have the iPhone 12. I got to have the iPhone, the new camera, the five cameras now, the, the bigger screen, the, the no, whatever they take away this time, the no charging port or something like that. They do something crazy. You're like, I got to have it. And you figure out that as soon as you get that iPhone, you think you'll be the most happy person in the world and all your problems will be gone. I know what you're thinking. That might not be you. I'm just giving you an example. But then fast forward that those few months and you get the phone, the iPhone 12. You open it out of the box, the cool white box, and then you use it for a few days and you're like, man, this is awesome. And then a few days go by and everything goes back to normal. You use that phone the exact same way you use the iPhone 10 or the iPhone 8 or whichever one you had before. Texting, surfing social media, calling people, FaceTiming people, Zoom, all that stuff. Instead of being this prize that you've been waiting for, instead of thinking that this was going to make you so happy, this, this smartphone, this iPhone was going to have all your problems, make them be gone. Now it is just an everyday item that you use, just as if it was the old iPhone that you had. For long-term happiness, this means that it is not the number of things that someone has to make them happy, but how much they are able to enjoy those things that they have. I'm going to say that again. This means that it is not the number of things that someone has to make them happy, 
but how much they're able to enjoy the things that they have. I love that. I love that. It's not about how much you have. It's about how much you enjoy the things that you have now. So the last thing I want to talk about here is in this article, there are seven ways. It gives us seven ways to avoid the hedonic treadmill and increase your happiness. I'm going to list them and talk about them. Number one, practice daily mindfulness. Live in the moment. Live in the moment. I struggle with this so much. My mind, I, I think about one thing, thinks about 10 things, a thousand things, my mind starts racing. I'm always thinking about something. My mind's always going. I need to practice daily mindfulness. Live in the moment. Be present today, right now. Not tomorrow, not a year from now. Practice daily mindfulness today. Be in the moment. Number two, practice loving kindness meditation. Something, something I need to do more. Meditate. Sit there with my thoughts. Meditation that can create an attitude towards life that is beneficial for me and for you, for your well-being. Number three, develop a more optimistic nature. Something I think I do pretty well with is being optimistic. Optimism correlates with happiness, but they're not identical. Expect that positive things will happen. Even in the worst situations, expect optimism. Expect positive things will happen. Because if you choose the negative, one, you're just going to be mad all day. You're going to be upset because you got the negative. But number two, that's all you'll see. That's all you'll focus in that experience is the negative. So focus on the positives and develop more optimistic nature. Number four, accept your emotions, whether they are positive or negative. I'm going to give you a quick anecdote. I talked about this with my family a couple times because I was so, so upset for a stupid reason, but I had to accept my emotions. So a few weeks ago, I cooked this cool meal. I cooked a bunch of it to last me for a few days. This hamburger and this goulash thing put together. And I woke up the next morning and I realized I left it out all night. I left it out all night. I didn't put it in the fridge, so it wasn't good to eat. Maybe it was, but I wasn't going to risk it, you know? I wish everyone listening to this podcast could have been a fly on the wall to watch my face of defeat. Defeat of, I went through all that work to make this hamburger, this, this thing put together, and it, I had to throw it away. And what you have to do is you have to accept your emotions. So instead of avoiding those negative moments, instead of, I could have just been like, I'm not even going to be mad about it. I'm just going to move on. It just creates more problems. So it's okay to live in the negative emotion for the time being because it's better to figure it out now than let it sit there and sit inside of you for longer periods than it needs to be. Whatever you're going through, those emotions, accept them, the goods and the bads. If it's the good ones, live with it. If it's the bad ones, live with it, get it done, get it moved on. Because if you stay with it and you allow it to linger in your life, it will only get worse. So my anecdote, not even that big of a deal, but something I just wanted to talk about, kind of like this, is I just accepted the fact, threw it away, and moved on. I could have not done it and let it linger in my mind all day and ruin my day. Accept your emotions, positive or negative. Number five, set meaningful goals. Something to pursue. What are you trying to pursue? Not that new car, not that new house. Pursue a meaningful goal. My goal is to help people, continue to believe in myself and other people, to get them to live that better version of themselves every single day. Set meaningful goals. Number six, put more effort into your relationships. Reach out to people more. Reach out to people, text. People always say, just call them. But, but sometimes all you can do is text. So just reach out to someone, text, phone call, FaceTime. Go meet them in person when this whole thing, this quarantine's done. Put more effort into your relationships. When you have a strong network of friends, it can be very beneficial for you. One study, this is in the article, one study found that those who are over 70 
and have the strongest network of friends tend to live much longer. Now, that doesn't mean you can't live alone and be independent, but it means that having that support system, that group of people, that network of friends is beneficial to your health. Continue to put more effort into your relationships. Build those relationships up. Only the good ones. Listen to a couple of my episodes ago, but listen and surround yourself with a network of friends that are going to lift you up and not bring you down. And the last one, number seven, is my favorite one. Is because of this. Develop your gratitude habit. 100%. An attitude of gratitude. Grateful every day for the life you're given. Grateful every day that you are able to do the things you're able to do. Grateful for the things that life has given you. An attitude of gratitude. That's all it is. Number seven, be grateful. Every day, be grateful. Think about the great things that life has given you. Yeah, you're going to have those bad days and those frustrating moments. I always say that. You're going to have those bad days. But that should not keep you from thinking about the good in your life. Even if it's just for five seconds, 10 seconds, a minute, five minutes. Attitude of gratitude. So thank you so much for listening this week. I know this episode is a little longer, but I wanted to talk about this. When I read this this past week, the hedonic treadmill, I was like, I got to talk about it. It's something very important. And with that being said, thank you so much for listening. This is the 100th and one episode now. We're over 100, triple digits. Unbelievable growth on this podcast. Unbelievable growth through my social media. So thank you so much for being a part of this. And I'm continuing to grow this podcast every day. It's because of you, because you listen. And make sure to follow us on all social media, at Better You Show. Share this podcast with a friend or family member. Text them right now and say, hey, since the gyms are closed, how about we get off of the hedonic treadmill? And don't forget to hit that subscribe button on any podcasting platform so you can be notified when I post a new episode. As always, get ready for a new life filled with a better you. Thank you.